Welcome into another Red Out Podcast. Colonel Stewart here. Like, share, and subscribe. We appreciate you listening. We're going to talk uh, some depressing WKU versus Liberty news. We're going to turn up Jacksonville State. Then we're going to talk Liberty. we got a lot of news around the hill, so stick with us. Hey, how about them tops, son? All day. SEC boys. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. I am not ashamed to admit in the past, I've needed a therapist. We all need someone, and it's a strong person who can admit it. I talked to my doctor who referred me to a therapist, and I really didn't have much say as to who the therapist was. But with this episode's sponsor, BetterHelp, you do. You can filter out who you would like to talk to, age, gender, religion, and more to pair you with the person who works best for you. And if the person isn't exactly who you are wanting, you're not stuck. You can switch counselors. BetterHelp strives to offer affordable, professional, and accessible online therapy. So go to betterhelp.com redout today to save 10%. By doing this, you not only support us, you can work toward a brighter, healthier you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Yes, thank you to BetterHelp. If you use our affiliate link, uh, uh, betterhelp.com forward slash redout, you will save 10% and you'll also help out the channel. So we appreciate your support. Uh, Again, um, there was a little mix up on the article coming out through the Towerack announcing the podcast. So if you don't want to miss an episode, Make sure you're subscribed, and uh, that way you won't miss an episode whenever there's a mix-up. So, uh, I guess I'm going to start off with Betcha, which, by the way, I blame Matt for this because he set me up. Oh, Dude, I lost everything. Everything I've got on this weekend, I lost. And I should have known, I should have known, like, going into Western on uh, Tuesday, which... That is the worst thing ever. Uh, I was, I, and, and of course, like, uh, you know, payday, I was like, I'll put my money out, you know, put a couple, I, I did, I, I do, t- I usually do it in $10 increments. I don't do anything major, mm-hmm. but I did a $10 for the money line for Western and over, over points. And then I did $10 for Western and under, Um, and it would have paid out like, I think total payout was like 30 bucks and the other one was like 20 bucks, maybe 25. So it's not, not any, I'm I'm not breaking the bank by my gambling here, but it was like, are you serious? And then of course, Western Western lost. Um, But what I'm getting at is with my bets, um, I had a parlay I made up with um, Tennessee and Texas A&M. Of course, I said Tennessee winning, and I said over points, which points were like 50, and that was the most stagnant defensive game in the history of the world. <laughs> and then, of course, the other part of that was Oregon-Washington. No. Yeah. Which, by the way, that was a close game for a little bit, I think. Um, but Washington ended up winning, um, I think, by I think a touchdown or two. I'd have to look up the, the score, but... Um, point is, you lost your bet. Yeah, I lost several bets. <laughs> um, yes, uh, but those were the kind of the major ones. Yeah, they beat Oregon 36 33. Um, 
yeah, but I lost that bet, and then I lost that one, and then I lost. Um, I had a late night parlay on Saturday night that started with Kentucky and Missouri, um, and I bet that uh, it was it was part of the parlay was Kentucky, and then there was a couple other things, but Kentucky ended up losing, so it screwed up the whole thing anyway. So it didn't matter. So, um, oh, Devin. So screw Kentucky, uh, <laughs> Tennessee. You suck at offense. Oregon, just quit. Just quit. And then Western, we'll talk about that god-awful mess later. But anyway, <laughs> um, so yes, those were some of my uh, bets that I had over the weekend. Did you have anything, Matt, or were you being good? Oh, I was a good boy. I didn't actually put my money on the anything? tops um, because I have Lord. wisdom. <laughs> I have seen this team, and I know don't freaking bet on a single thing <laughs> well honestly honestly i mean you wouldn't have made a lot of money but i think if you'd have bet under on points you'd have been okay yeah i did i was listening back actually right before we got on and i did say that um i kind of leaned towards the under if you were gonna have to pick over under yeah um and so i mean it, it happened but it's just frustrating i wish i would have been wrong you know like i wish that we would have seen that offensive explosion and well, um, you know, blown I mean, that's, that's what should have happened. Well, I mean, and even we talked about it last week on the show specifically that Jacksonville was a late game charging team and that's what happened. Yep. Uh, that fourth quarter, man, they had that, they, the momentum shifted to them and you could watch it. Mm-hmm. And Western was just, I, stagnant um I, there's you know tons of other descriptive words i can use right now but it was just not pretty whatsoever yeah um, i mean we'll we'll get into it i think a little later but man yes. um yeah i just i question i think it's a chemistry issue it just kind of feels like nothing's clicked into place yet i don't know if it's coaches versus players or if it's just injuries that kind of taking out the rhythm of the season i don't know but Man, it seems like it takes so much for Western to get up on its feet and go after something. It's just kind of like they're just there. Yeah, and that's that's it's really frustrating. And uh, just making a couple notes here, but they uh, it's really frustrating. But like you said, we're going to get into it in a little bit, real quick. I want to talk about some uh, different news around the hill. Uh, let's talk, uh, first off, I'm just going to kind of shoot right through this. Um, Lady Top or men's golf actually wrapped up the fall season with a big win at the Xavier Invitational. Three Hilltoppers finished in the top five, and it's the first win for uh, Coach King as the Hilltopper uh, golf head coach. Uh, Katie, Craig, Katie Craig is named the Conference USA Golfer of the Week for the third time this season. Uh, this is her fourth Golfer of the Week nomination. And uh, the Lady Top golf team was the uh, runner-up in the Pat Bradley Invitational. Uh, of course, Miss Craig was in the top five throughout the Invitational. And she finished, uh, the Tops actually finished higher than uh, some couple schools you may know, Cincinnati and FIU. So, way to go, Lady Tops. Nice. Uh, Soccer news. I'm proud of you for being able to say uh, Katie Craig's name. That's really well done. I, I actually, I'm Even like Rain Man. I, I do Rain Man. I sit in the bathroom and just stare at myself and say it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. 
Nope, just kidding. Completely kidding. Katie, Um, if you're listening, (laughs) sorry. God, no, I do not. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) Soccer news. We've got um, uh, Amber Barnett was named Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week. Miss Barnett has earned Conference USA Player of the Week three times in her career. Uh, Maddie Davis earned Conference USA Goalkeeper of the Week. Uh, This is her first award. She has a .929 goals against average, which is the third best in the league. I mean, that's 92% of, you know, I'm guessing stops. So that's awesome. She has seven clean sheets, which I'm assuming is the goal, no goals uh, allowed. I hope so. Well, or she's got a lot of sheets. Um, Well, this season, uh, she added two of those against Sam Houston and LaTeX in the past week. So the Lady Tops are moving uh, with those wins. They're moving into Conference USA tournament play. They're currently fourth. Uh, the lowest they can finish right now is fifth, and the highest, obviously, is first. Uh, they will be playing Liberty this next Saturday uh, ten on the 21st at 5 p.m. There is no football game, so you can go. Go support the Lady Tops. Right. Um, go to Liberty and support them. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be playing, yeah, they'll be playing Liberty, so go there. And uh, then the next, uh, the home next, the final home match game, whatever set will be uh, against uh, New Mexico State on Friday the twenty seventh at six p.m. I never I, okay. So this is always what messes with me. Lady Topper or specifically soccer stuff on the sports website on WKU Sports' page, they always say league. Anywhere else, it says conference, and you're just okay. like you're like. Mm, it's you know it's a conference. I mean, I get like soccer stuff. You know, it's typically a league, but it's like we're it's Conference USA. It's but anyway, is it League USA? I, it's yes, it would be L USA. Yes, Lusa, Lusa. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Lady Topper. Lady Topper Basketball has announced their uh, broadcasting schedule. That will be. Um, I'm not going to go into the specifics of it. Because uh, there's, I mean, obviously they play several games, but uh, every WKU home or regular regular season game will be broadcast or streamed in some form or fashion. Uh, the February 24th game against the Mutts will be on ESPNU, and that's how I put it in my show notes. Uh, and all other home games will be on ESPN Plus. And as I said, we will update weekly as to uh, how to watch it, listen, or whatever to that. Uh, my final kind of note here before we start talking football, because this is going to be probably most of the episode, is Hilltopper Hysteria. Now, uh, just a reminder, because we talked about it last week, Hilltopper Hysteria is next Thursday, uh, 10.26 at 6.30 p.m. at EA Diddle Arena. If you go to the house, you're in the wrong spot. Uh, the dance team will perform. There will be a mixed team skills challenge for both teams. There is a shooting stars competition and a three-point contest. That's kind of cool. The event will conclude with autographs on the main court. Uh, Admission is free for fans and open to the public. Doors open at 5.30 p.m. Fans can get involved in the shooting stars competition by submitting an application form. And I have the application link, and it will be in our uh, show notes. Oh, cool. Or the episode description. So if you all, it'll link you to the WKU sports page and you can get it from there. 
Uh, you can go into the WKU Sports page and get it from there. Uh, so there's that. Oh, that only took 12 minutes. Yeah, buddy. Hey, by the way, <laughs> volleyball. Just um, I miss volleyball. Go on. Okay. No, I just <laughs> no, man. I was just gonna say they're back in the top 25. We talked about last week how they had fallen out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and they did. I was just checking. Is on my mind. Um, and they are back in the top 25 and have a 50 point cushion on Minnesota at 26. So hopefully they'll kind of stay in the polls, went out the rest of the year, and maybe we can try to squeeze into a 16 seed. But we'll we'll see if we can climb that high. Yeah. So, well, I forgot that. So throw it all away. That away. Go away, my whole mind. I'll up. take it from here. Yep, I'm gonna go take a drink now. Um, so yeah, Western. Um, I I know I know we were texting back and forth during the game. I just it was it was not pretty. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. It was a, it was a, we had a we had some good moments. But even when we we scored, I did not feel like the team was clicking well. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Um, there are there were moments that Western did really well. Uh, there were moments that Western did not. Uh, whether we can allocate those to injuries or you know cohesion or play calling, you know, I mean. When you're not doing well, it is easy to point fingers and say it's this or that or this or that. But, um, I mean, basically, you know, Coach Helton and the staff are going to have to sit down and figure out what's going on, and we're going to have to get things moving. Um, Now, is Western a, you know, I mean, hypothetically, are are we just not able to find our offensive identity? Is that what's going on? I mean, because you can't take a Mustang and take it mudden. You cannot take a Ford Mustang car and go mudden. You can, and the same is true for a, you know, uh, we'll say a Chevy Silverado. You can't take it to a drag strip and think you're going to beat, you know, sports cars. So, you know, is what is our identity? What are we missing? You know, uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on the on the game for Jacksonville at least? Yeah, um, I don't know, man, because, like, it started out okay. Obviously, the first quarter, you know, you're up 10 to nothing. You're you're moving the ball. You're doing things. Um, and you look like you're pretty well in control. And even at halftime, um, you're up, you know, 17 to 10. At one point, you're up 17 to 7. Um, you know, it's just you feel pretty good. I mean, obviously, Jacksonville State is – like I saw people saying that Jacksonville State is garbage or whatever. It's like they're six and two, and they've yeah. Played, I don't yeah. I don't buy that crap at all. I think nope. they're a quality team. They're well coached. Yeah. I mean, if um, they only had the budget. Yeah, the, blame the budget. <laughs> um, but I mean, seriously, it, it is it's baffling. I don't know what to exactly point it to or who to necessarily blame, but. I will say that from the beginning of the season, I've questioned it on here as well as just like in general conversation, whatever. I've questioned the – it seems like it takes a while to get this team fired up. Like it it just takes – it takes them getting poked a thousand times before they finally get up and be like, who stop that? You know, like they're just sitting there taking it. And um, I think you could just see it. When when Jacksonville State started uh, getting some momentum and stuff, 
they were all over jumping around and acting crazy. And Western's just kind of like, okay, well, here we go. And we're just going to go past the ball. And, you know, it's just kind of going through the motions. And it's like, yeah. this is not how you win sports in general, but especially football. Like, you got to be fired up if you're going to go in there and, and take something from somebody who really wants it. Like, you got yeah. you got to mean it. Yeah. And so, to me, that's been a concern all year. Plus, you got these injuries. I mean, it's – um, I mean, it's it's really piled up. Honestly, we've had multiple starters out on both sides of the ball all year, and so it really it takes away some of your opportunity. But you got to deal with what you got, and um, I think it's just I think they just get ahead and then kind of pucker up and forget. Coast. Say what? Coast, coast. I think. Yeah, just kind of. Yeah, exactly. Go through the motions, and I mean, that's to me that just continues to perpetuate the idea that this team isn't playing f- for each other. Um, for whatever reason, like I, I know we have good guys on the team. Like there are a lot of good people in there, um, and all that. It's not like they're bad people or something. Yeah. But like sometimes certain teams just don't have quote-unquote it they don't have that thing that they need to be as good as they could be regardless of how talented they are or whatever they just underachieve because for some reason they're just not clicking into place and um you know i'm sure it's a brotherhood and all that but like the real um you know like you love you love going and doing everything you're you ever do with anybody on that team i mean Devin, we had some some special Times and there were also times that it was kind of tense and it was kind of awkward um, mm-hmm. within the locker room. And so I just, I, I was not sure talking about just you, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely made it awkward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, that's just what it feels like to me. It just feels like something's off and you can't put your finger on it, but it just, it just kind of stinks of not. Well, together. my my thought is, and I mean, I may not be right or not, but is I heard the announcers make a statistic last night that, and I can't remember exactly the number of players they said, but there were several, uh, probably over half are portal players. They're portal transfers True. from 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 yeah. Coach Helton's uh, portal wizardry, but. Like, my issue is, is, I mean, maybe that's part of it. You know, maybe these guys are, hey, what do I need to do this or that for when, you know, I'm, you know, I may or may not, you know, I'm not going to be here next year or, you know, whatever. It's, you know, hey, I'm not going to be here. Why do I need to do this? Why do I need to do that? Um, And if that's the case, then, I mean, that's going to be a lot of issue. Um, Now, on that flip side, it could just be injuries. You know, we're just not having, you know, we just don't have person A in the right position because, you know, they, you know, we don't have the personnel. Uh, You know, like Malachi Corley, he's getting, uh, I know um, Austin tried to throw several shots to him the other night, or I say other night, the last night, and um, as we record on Wednesday, but uh, you know, he took several. He took several shots at Malachi Corley, and some of those were open, and some of those weren't. And I think part of the problem was is we just don't have the other targets to throw to. 
where, um, you know, if we had, um, of course, I can't even think of some of the guys off the top of my head that are on the injured list, but, um, you know, uh, I think Blue Smith, is he still on the injured list or is he cleared? He, uh, well, he posted something on Twitter and was basically like, oh, I thought it was my choice. Um, so he was upset about something probably to do with um, with whether he was allowed to play or not, is what yeah. it seemed like. Yeah. Um, so, but that just kind of highlights the, you know, what's going on kind of question. But, um, I mean, him and then, I, I mean, if you think about it, every, even Corley, I mean, obviously Corley was out um, a game yeah. and a half. Um, yeah. Dalvin Smith was out a couple games. Yeah. None of our receivers, except Easton Messer, has played in every game, and he got he got nicked up this game. Yeah, so, I mean, your top six or seven guys have all been injured uh, on the in the receiver core at least. Um, yeah, that's that's tough to to overcome, no matter uh, how deep you are, or whatever. And Western's shown enough depth to be able to function and not be an awful passing offense. But um, yeah, it's definitely something that has played a factor. Well, okay. Now towards the beginning of the year, Malachi Corley's uh, I'll say stats. Uh, he had a lot higher average for uh, yards per carry and his longest was a lot further. Um, but last night against Jacksonville state, he had six receptions for 47 yards, averaging 7.8, with his longest being 15 yards. So either he's just not able to get downfield, which I'm not saying he's unconditioned or anything like that. My thought is is that I'm guessing he's getting double covered. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure. Him. Yeah. And, and they were forcing other people to beat him. Yeah. So Which, okay, so Matt and I had a little disagreement about this. And I said he was being uh, ridiculous. He said I was being impartial. But anyway, I just say that the refs were not making enough calls as far as, you know, pass interference. And this is where I'm going to use to back up my thing. And this could be ESPN, too, because this just seems like a complete typo. It said Western had one penalty for six yards. What in the flip is a six-yard penalty? Flip, on the flip side, Jacksonville State had two penalties for 13 yards. Yeah, okay, they didn't call very many penalties. Yeah, that's two penalties for 13 yards. Who it's the hell is doing the math in Alabama? Is what I want to know. Because <laughs> they're five, ten, fifteen. They're not six. Jesus, oh people, <sighs> take a breath. But yeah, um, I look, that's in my show notes too. Just because I was like, what the flip is this? Um. Lord, uh, Musa uh, Barry, Devin, can I can I shed some light for you, bud? Shed some light, please. Okay, when when you have spot fouls, sometimes they're not a full ten yards, so they touche, touche. I got so you. One was, yeah, so one was that one was uh, there was one. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. One of those was a pass interference, um, and I didn't mm-hmm. remember the yard line, but you're right. Yeah, that's right. So that that's how you get those odd numbers. Yes, you were correct, sir. But I was just sitting here and I'm like, they're 5'10 and 15. What in the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> uh, but I will say, and I don't know if you remember this play or not, when they threw to Musa Berry, 
And I was like, all right, we're going to get a little momentum back. And dude got hit. And I swear it looked like one of those little comedy reels where, you know, where like the ball shoots out of his hands from the first vantage point. It looked like that ball went straight up about 30 yards. I'm just saying, (laughs) did it not dude? Tell me I didn't. I thought, dude, you know, when they hit him and it flew up in the air like that, I thought they're going to pick it and run to the house. Luckily Mm -hmm. they didn't, but it was still like, what the flip? (laughs) Um, but on, you know, we're, we're kind of down talking some of the guys, uh, tonight, but, the defensively, I thought we did really well. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, go ahead, man. Yeah, but no, I was just going to say, um, you know, of course, Austin Reed had a fumble. All right, dude, go away. Austin Reed had a fumble. And then, of course, uh, on defensively, uh, Marshall Jackson recovered one. Uh, so I guess those offset, right? And then uh, Anthony Johnson. Let's see, Austin Reed fumbled, if I'm not mistaken. And then Anthony Johnson. Um, or, well, maybe it was a turnover on downs. I can't yeah, remember. Hold up. But then Anthony Johnson got the uh, interception right after that and kind of put us right back in it. Right. So what happened was uh, Reed, Reed fumbled and recovered his own uh, fumble on that one Correct. play. Yes, yes, yes. And then Reed threw an interception, and Corley came, and they returned it a little bit. Then Corley came in and stripped it, and then Marshall Jackson recovered uh, the fumble. Marshall Jackson's one of the offensive tackles came in and yes. recovered the ball and then restarted the drive. That's right. Yes. So that it was right. the two turnovers were well. The yeah, two of the turnovers that were forced by each team were on the same play. <laughs> so it ended up basically it was like a resetting the downs at the forty for WKU. Okay. Um, did I miss? I must have missed something, and I and. It could have been when I was trying to get my daughter to lay down. I have no idea. Did Austin <laughs> Reed punt? He did. Yeah. Oh my god. He got a 37-yard punt. Austin. Yeah. Oh my god. I was about to get pissed cuz uh, <laughs> it was when it was like 4th and 8 and we were on we were on our side of the field and I'm like, "What is he doing? He's going to do this crap." And then I noticed that Austin was like, you know, 7-8 yards behind the line of scrimmage. I'm like, "Oh, okay. They're going to punt it." But <laughs> I also don't understand why you didn't just punt it. Um, but whatever. Well, you know what? It, you know what that was. You know what that was. That was Helton. He's 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 putting that out there on film so that Liberty or whoever else that we've got after this is going to be like, okay, so this kid can still punt. Like even if it's fourth down and whatever, we don't need to necessarily just put everybody in the box. We're going to have to at least play this like it's a punt. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess, but like they got to keep them honest. It wasn't believable though. Like it wasn't, <laughs> you know. It's like, come on. I mean, I was okay. It anyway. goes the same. Okay, it's the same thing when, uh, let's say, um, when Austin Reed goes under center and it's like fourth and an inch. Everybody in the whole flipping stadium knows exactly what's about to happen. It's like uh, you cannot screen to Corley. Exactly. Yes. Scream to Corley. <laughs> no, we do that on third and 19. So there you go. Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, seriously, so it's that not one... a given. You think it should be Austin Reed run up the middle. That's part of the problem. Well, okay. And that was, that was the other <laughs> thing is, is it's third and 19 and, and, and it may have been just the progression. I don't know. I can't really say, cause I don't, I don't have a playbook, but 
When it's third and 19, you think you've at least got some verticals, some curls, some, you know, something. You don't have a screen to the flats. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I get that, you know, sometimes that works, you know, first, second down, whatever. But it's like not on third and long, dude. You got to get to the sticks. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, uh, Zion Webb, that kid is dangerous. Yeah. He's he's. He is um he's not a passing quarterback though. He he can pass. He can pass. However, if you had to look at it in, in my perspective, he's a run quarterback. He can gun, but he's more of a run quarterback. At least in my eyes. What are you what do you think? Oh yeah, I mean he was a very impressive and I do think um to be fair to to our team, uh, there were some comments from Jacksonville State that were basically like, y'all got to see the best Zion Webb uh, version there is because they were like, he he definitely was on uh, on Tuesday night. So maybe we just kind of ran into a buzzsaw there where he just played out of his mind. But mm-hmm. the guy's he's an athlete. And it's always dangerous when you can run. It's what happened with the the USF quarterback is a good uh, example. Obviously, we had an offense that showed up and kept uh, USF from from accomplishing their goals and winning the game, um, which we have not in the second half the last couple games. Um, so there's your difference. But um, the the guy was was able to run all over Western's defense, especially as we started to wear down. And he he can pass enough that you can't just uh, you know load the box and play gap control against him. Like he's he can pass the ball. He's got I think he has over five thousand career passing yards. So he's not a complete scrub throwing the football. He can throw. Yeah. And so you have to be able to respect that. And it's a it's a pretty lethal combination when when he's you know if he can throw 55 60% with his skill set that's good enough to to create problems for your defense yeah he's i mean and like you're saying i'm not saying that he can't throw the ball by any means or anything like that but i would my thought is that his running game is the threat because he's very elusive he's very quick he's he had a couple of reads that were kind of, eh, but um, you know he he did he did really well overall, um, you know with uh, with his RPO reads and he's I mean he's going to be a pretty good quarterback. Is he going to make it to the pros? I don't know, but I mean he's he's pretty good. Well, he, I'm not I'm not saying no because you know they could move him to <coughs> they could move him to wide receiver or another position to uh you know and and that happens and hey so be it you know um I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head but he played for New England um dude looked like he was homeless at Lowe's what's his name <laughs> I cannot think of it off the top of my head <sighs> but he uh yes um but yes, he played quarterback in college. Oh, what was his name? Amendola? Oh, uh, Danny Amendola? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, towards the end of his career, he looked like he was a homeless guy at Lowe's. But yeah, I'll stand by that. I was actually watching a show with my father today called um 
It's called Special Forces. It's on Fox. He, my dad's former military, so he loves all that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah I've seen it. And uh, they take celebrities and they put them through Special Forces training. Dude, I have not seen Tara Reed in God knows how many years. She looks like those naked cats. Have you seen those cats that are just like no fur? That's what <laughs> she looks like. Or Was she, she looks like... Uh, I think she's been dipped in a lot of drugs yeah sure um but we watched she, that show i just yeah I'm she also she also um I, and another analogy to to represent her is uh like every lady at a gas station in the u.s <laughs> what she looks like looks like sounds like uh no joke she got caught on the first episode of the show with three packs of cigarettes it was like oh yeah yeah that the, was her yeah Yep. Yes. So that, that, yeah. So we're watching the same show. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, you know, it, I thought the defense played really well against Jacksonville. I thought, um, of course, you know, towards the end, I think they were getting tired. Uh, time of possession was what killed Western a lot. Western ended up, I don't have this in my show notes, but, um, Jacksonville state ended up with 33 minutes of possession time, mm-hmm. uh, where Western had 26. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it was second half, yeah. So, um, you know, the, I didn't notice a lot of guys going down for cramps or anything like that, but which would show, you know, issues with conditioning or whatever. But, I, you know, the guys did, I thought the defense played really well. I thought they, you know, gave a lot of effort. But at the end, you know, if you're the only one trying, it's hard to want to keep playing and, you know, giving 100% effort. When the offense is struggling, yeah, just my thoughts, but yeah, I hear you, man. Um, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about, um, that really stuck in my mind as like kind of what are we doing here? Um, so there was the fourth and it's like fourth and one, fourth and two, fourth and one and a half, whatever, at our own 49, uh, and we're up 17 to 10. Near the end of the third quarter, okay, um, and we decide that we're gonna we're gonna run marquee step, um, on a long one or or short two or whatever. Um, he doesn't get it. They get the ball at the western fifty yard line. Yeah, I, I remember. I, that play. I mean, number one, he got bailed out because uh, Anthony Johnson intercepted it. But even so, um. It's still, I mean, it, it created some field position issues, but let's say that Jacksonville State um, took that and then, I mean, they could have, they, they needed 20 yards to cut the lead to four, or, it, you know, they only needed 50 to, to go get a touchdown in a game that has been a complete trudge match, the, especially the whole quarter. And even like once WKU got up 17 to 7 the, the scoring really really slowed down. There's only three more points scored um for over a quarter and yeah. you go for it on fourth and a long one. Uh it just felt like kind of a a panic moment and there's been a few of those um that Tyson's gone for this year that I don't think have been characteristic of of what he's really done most of his time here. And I don't yeah. know why this year it's been a thing, but that was one that's just like, what are you doing? That is so, 
I mean, just punt the ball. Ellard's yeah. been punting well. He's been putting it inside the 20 this game. Just punt the ball and get it down. I mean, even if he shanks it and it goes to the 25, you're better off than going for it on fourth and a long two at midfield. Yeah, I, I think you I, – I do think you're right in that instance, especially in that play. Um, and I don't know how much of it was Coach Helton and how much of it, you know, I, I don't know what he was seeing there. Um, of course, you're up by seven. You know, if you punt it away, your defense is still doing really well. And you also keep the defense from, you know, metaphorically having their backs against the walls. Right. So, my, you know, I'm, I'm agreeing with you that, you know, you would think 80 yards is a lot better than 50, 40, whatever you know, to, you know, to try and keep them out. Um, I, I, I can't, I can't justify that. You know, it, it was, uh, to not get, it was very frustrating. Um, I thought the refs were very biased. I'm just saying they should have <laughs> measured that anyway. Well, I mean, there was some stuff like that, but ultimately it's, it's on WKU and you could kind of feel it, um, kind of, almost like gnawing down on WKU or something like it just kind of, it just kind of kept um, being more and more concerning. Like if you look at the drives in the second half, um, the first drive, whatever, it was three plays for Jacksonville state, but then WKU has three plays and gets two yards. Then Jacksonville state goes and, and runs five minutes and 41 seconds off the clock goes 56 yards and and sixteen plays, and uh, gives it up on downs. Um, Western goes four plays, seventeen yards. Jacksonville State goes five plays. WKU did go six plays in one drive, um, but Jacksonville State just seemed to get a few more plays in each drive, and eventually it just kind of wore Western down. And then they mm-hmm. you know, they made their hay with the touchdown late, and then the field goal, um, which. By the way, on the last drive, I don't know what you thought of the timeouts and stuff. Did you think about that, or did you see that on Twitter? Yeah, I saw. What do you think? I saw your comment about the timeouts. Um, well, I think Helton knew. I think Helton knew that it was what the design was, um, that they were trying to do that, but we just couldn't get the stop. You know, if you can't get a stop to keep them from that first down, then your timeouts are useless. Um, you know, that's the design of calling those timeouts is to kind of hold them off. And if you get that stop, then you've got, you know, a minute, 30 seconds, 45 seconds there. Um, but the defense wasn't cooperating, you know. Yeah, let, me, um, let me see, because I hadn't had a chance to go back and look at this. So second and one with 125 left, we call a timeout. Okay. Um, we're at the wet, they're at the Western 24. Here's okay. my thing, okay? The clock's running. It's second and one. What what good does it do for you to call timeout second and one? They're going to get another first down. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. So why not force them, if they want to burn a timeout, let them burn a timeout or something. They're still in, like, let's go score a touchdown mode. So yeah. you might get them to screw this up. Maybe you can get them to where they get inside the 10, and then you have all three timeouts, and then you can call timeouts, and whether they score or whether they kick a field goal, you've got time left on the clock to go down and try to score again. Yeah, um, I mean – That was my thought. Well, okay. 
so the first time out at what 125 right there mm-hmm. that was justified because it was second and 10 and then of course they called timeout um and then you got they got first down right there so okay well, the second right after one. we called timeout on second and one yeah 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 that but that was that was later that was a little bit that was a few, that was the next next play because we've got they've got second and 10 at the Jacksonville State 44 yard line they they started the play at 232 we called timeout at 125 um and then of course then they get the first down and then we made a stop at apparently they ran for nine we got the stop we called timeout second and one I agree um but hypothetically if we got the stop there it's third and whatever um and so your possibility of getting that turnover is okay but then after they get the first down you call the next time out and i just don't get that mm-hmm. now on the yeah, flip I side mean, now yeah. on the flip side jacksonville state called two extra timeouts to try and get it where western had no chance of coming back and they mm-hmm. did a really good job of metaphorically choking us out because that's what they did yeah well that that was my issue with with those timeouts because all right, second and one, they're almost certainly, no matter what they do, they're probably going to get a first down. So you're only at the 24. Like, that's still a long field goal. <clears throat> so uh, it's a long enough field goal that it's not just guaranteed they're going to make it. Yeah. So let them let them run the clock for that play and see what happens. If you get a loss on third down or if it, it really is third and one, then, okay, maybe then you can call a timeout. But let the clock run. Yeah. So they get a first down. If you hadn't called that timeout, it, it maybe you've got forty seconds on the clock. Okay, say it's forty seconds. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, that's uh, what I'll say. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> so let's say they run the ball three straight times, or maybe they even try to pass it or whatever. But say you call a timeout every time once uh, they run the, the ball after that, and you get them on a fourth down, which is what ended up happening. Ended up being fourth and 16. If you had used the timeouts on those three downs, you would have had maybe 20, 25 seconds left. Then they kick the field goal, and then you get the ball back, and you have a chance to go down and either win the game or possibly find some kind of way to kick a field goal. But you burn the timeout too early on a useless second and one where they're going to get a first down, and then you're without – you you have no leverage the rest of the game. Like they're going to be able to run it out if they want to, or if they want to continue to try to drive the ball, they can. And that's what they did is they just positioned themselves to be able to kick the field goal. And they won with no time left. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we can speculate all day, but it's kind of should have, would have, could have, so to speak. (laughs) Um, Anyway. And I, you know, at the end of the day, Helton's head is the one that it falls on. You know, heavy is the head that wears the crown, so to speak, for the head coach at least. But you know, I I can't say what, one way or another if you know if this was his speculation as to hey, we need to, we need to call these timeouts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Ultimately, yes. it probably wouldn't have mattered. But well, I mean, at the end of the day, it falls on him. But it is mismanagement. Um, but <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. they're human just like the rest of us. So I mean. If you're going to call those timeouts and, you know, you're going to run that play on the 50, I mean, 
I just my thing is is what I don't get is the need to run that play on the fifty. If the roles are reversed, I might understand a little bit better, but I don't understand it when you're up seven. Yeah, exactly. Um, you're handing them a short field, giving them momentum. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, we be, keep beating the dead horse, but I'm hoping to look towards semi cloudy futures. We're got next week. We are playing Liberty, which they have actually received. I saw some updates the other day. They are getting some votes for top twenty-five because they're still undefeated. So, yeah. uh, congratulations yeah. to them, I guess. But whoa, who? Yeah, <laughs> Woo, another Tuesday but, game to look forward to. I mean, honestly, though, like I know we just complained for half an hour about this, but honestly, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I had to hear that crap. Um, but honestly, like I, I hope that Bowling Green, surrounding counties, whatever. I hope people show up and come to this game because ultimately, even though we just Peter pants uh, two games in a row and lost one of them. Shot um, the bed. Yeah. Crapped our crapped ourselves. Uh, whatever, however you want to call it. Um, we're sitting here. If we can beat Liberty at home, which is, it's not, it's not outrageous. It will be nope. a slight underdog, but Marshall, few years back, but yeah, I mean, seriously, like whatever, get fired up, screw all the, what the loss that just happened. Guess what? If Western wins out, we host a conference championship game. So get over all the BS and, you know, we just moped for 30 minutes and I hope you enjoyed it. But now it's time to get fired up about Liberty because the tops have an opportunity to take back control of the standings to, to right all these wrongs and get back on track and beating Liberty in any way would do that. So show up on Tuesday and let's cheer on the tops and let's see if we can pull out a victory. Yeah, I agree. Or you just jump ship and start cheering for Louisville, but it's up to you. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Completely messing with you. Um, just cause, uh, yeah. Mutual. You know, friend. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Liberty's going to be a tough team, but like you said, uh, top show up, uh, Bowling Green surrounding South Central Kentucky shows up. You know, this could be a different story. Uh, crowds do play into games. Um, I saw the other day, I, did, I don't know if I sent you that. Um, I send you a lot of TikToks, but anyway. Uh, the I haven't ref, seen them in about a year, buddy. Is that, um, <laughs> was that ESPN or, or uh, maybe it was on Instagram or something where the referee called out the um, uh, I don't even know what the, the term was that he used, but basically like the media people for playing music while the uh, team had the ball, the other team had the ball. It was like, seriously, of course they're, yeah, they were like, you know, they're getting ready to snap the ball and they were start playing music and stuff. And he's like, if you do it again, I will throw an unsportsman con, uh, unsportsmanlike conduct against Colorado. And I don't know if that was the Colorado Stanford game or what, but it was, I was like, Okay. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like seriously though, like Western can totally, uh, you know, fans totally play into it. Look at Oregon with the twelfth man, and you know other teams like that. So I mean, you know, Western can play into it. Yeah, it's not as big a stadium as Oregon, but we can totally do this. Uh, it's going to be seven thirty p.m. next Tuesday, October twenty fourth, on ESPNU. Uh, so bring your kids out, let them watch the game. You know. Screw school nights. Nobody's worried about that anyway. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, America's slipping. We're not. We're not even in the top twenty-five in education. So why? Yeah, why, why keep going? Just yeah, just take them to football games. It's more important anyway. Yeah. Uh, so just kind of looking at numbers here, Western is averaging 382 total yards, 282 passing, 100 yards rushing, which by the way, I'm kind of happy with the 100 yards average rushing, just saying. Uh, but we are allowing 463 uh, yards allowed, 259 passing, 203 rushing. This is the stat that messes with me. The next one right here, uh, 30 points per game. And we allow twenty-seven point seven points per game. So we've got, we're literally we got about three difference. Now, here's a team that's in the about to be in the top twenty-five if they beat us. I'm assuming and probably finish out the season. Uh, Liberty, Watch your foul mouth. Four hundred and eighty-seven point nine total yards, two hundred and thirteen passing, two seventy-four rushing. 331.4 yards allowed, 214 passing, 117 rushing, 36.28 points per game, uh, 19.71 yard, uh, points allowed per game. That is wild to me, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when you look at them statistically, um, <laughs> they're pretty solid and you don't really see a whole lot of um, places that they're weak. But yeah. they also have not played a super strong schedule. And I think when you look at the eye test, Liberty is not that much better than WKU. And WKU is still yet to play up to its potential. So I do think if if WKU can show up and play a, a true full game, then I think Western will be right there at the end. And possibly if Western really played up to its full potential, would definitely beat Louisville, would definitely beat uh, Liberty. The problem is, I think that it's a it's a big hole to climb out of when you haven't scored in the second half in two games. But yeah. if they can, if we can play up to what we're capable of, you have the pieces. You have receivers that can catch. You have running backs that are capable. You have a quarterback that led the nation in passing. You know, you have an offensive line that's given up four sacks all year. I mean, you've got some pieces, and you got a defense that has been getting much stronger the last uh, three weeks or so versus the the rest of the season. Yeah, they gave up a bunch of yards last week, but that was also because the offense wasn't doing its job and keeping them off the field ever. Well, so, I will say, you know, I didn't think about that until you just said that. I don't remember very many sacks last week on Reed. Or there was last one. Game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's awesome. Four sacks. There, you y'all realize there the tops are on pace to give up about seven sacks for the whole season. That's like crazy. That will that will lead the country if that happens. I, I'm pretty sure. I haven't looked at the stats, but um, usually there are only a couple teams that may be keeping under ten sacks in a season. WKU's had some legendary offensive lines that gave up like twelve or fourteen sacks. Mm-hmm. If we give up seven sacks in a year. That's an incredible performance, and I think Austin Reed deserves a lot of credit for being able to slide around the pocket because it's not always been a perfect pocket, but four sacks uh, through seven games is incredible, and it's a huge factor for why WKU maybe doesn't look its best but has still been in a lot of games and had chances even though we've lost a couple. Um, 
I mean, he's been keeping it clean and hardly gets hit. And uh, it's a huge factor for, for how, I mean, WKU has done as well as it has despite an offense that doesn't get 400 yards a game. Yeah. Um, I will say we did have a member of our little group say that hot take was that Austin Reed is an average quarterback. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, he definitely hasn't been as accurate this year. Um, I still think he's an above-average quarterback. I mean, if if you want to look at statistics nationally, which I don't have pulled up, so, um, but I guarantee you that he's he's near the top. And here's here's my issue with saying that he's an average quarterback. If you look at his numbers, his his uh, percentages have come way down, and he's not throwing as well as he was. And that's a hundred percent accurate that he's not as good as he was last year, at least so far. But I think also he, his receivers have let him down time and time again. And that includes Corley. I mean, Corley had three or four drops this last game. Um, I remember Easton Messer had a big drop that would have uh, given us a first down river Helms had one uh, a few games ago. And then Musa Berry, possibly has a touchdown uh, this last game uh, and, and just bobbles the ball. I mean, he was wide open. And Austin put it right about where he needed to. I mean, at least within a couple feet of perfection. And he drops the ball. You know, there's a lot of that that, that you have to factor in um, when you look at Austin's numbers. So I'd say hogwash, that he's an just completely average but yeah, he's not. He's not at this point. He's not all conference level, um, but he's an above average quarterback still, even though he hasn't lived up to his potential this year. Okay, so I'll let you say all that, and I do agree with you. Um, I mean, if you don't have targets, it doesn't matter. You know who's who's throwing the ball. Uh, Tom Brady could not compete. You know, if you don't have targets to throw to, or if they can't catch it, what are you going to do? Um, but I'm on a website right now called collegefootballnetwork.com, and I just typed in top college football quarterback rankings 2023. This came out October 17th, so this came out yesterday morning. Out of 131 quarterbacks, what would you say? I'll just give you a range. You just give me a range. Where do you think Austin Reed is? Huh. I'll say, okay, here you go. We'll go 1 through 20, 21 to 40, 41 to 60, 61, yada, yada, yada. Where do you think? Mm. What is this based on? Is it like uh, just Q- QB rating or what? Yards, touchdowns, interceptions, completions, uh, your yards per attempt. Uh, I mean, that's just what they've got so far. Okay. I don't know. He's probably... Barely above middle of the pack would be my guess. 13th. Yeah, okay. Dude is 13th in the country. He's right behind the Texas quarterback, Quinn Ewers. Yeah. And he's right above Liberty's quarterback. Uh, They have him ranked in Conference USA number one of nine quarterbacks. I guess number one of nine starting quarterbacks teams. Um, There you go. He has not changed. He's got 1,600 yards for the season, 14 TDs, three interceptions. 61% 61% completion. Uh, you know, he's he's <coughs> he's doing really well, 
I think he's struggling in some things, but I think it's targets. Um, when you hit a dude in the chest with a ball and it goes flying 45 yards into the air, I think that could be an issue. Uh, you know, I mean, it, I, honestly, like. Were you talking about uh, Craig Burt? Is that what you were talking about earlier? Where he, he caught it, like it touched his hands and it hit his foot and went straight up in the air? Was that Burt? I thought that was Musa. I think it was Burt. Okay, I thought it was Musa, but it doesn't matter. Okay, 18 um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah, it's seriously it like shot up in the air and it was like, what in the flip? Okay. Uh, honestly, this is me. I mean, if I was Reed, I'd want to pull his butt after practice and we're gonna I'm gonna chuck him at your face as hard as I can and you're gonna catch him. <laughs> I mean, it sounds bad, but that's what you have to do. You have got to you've got to do some extra practice. You gotta get the you know, we've got to get the basics down. If you cannot catch a pass just standing there with me chucking it at you. You know, how do you expect to catch it, you know, when it's fourth and one? I when catch it one hand out the jugs, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, when it's, you know, when it's, for instance, if it's third and ten, you know, it, we're at the goal line, third and goal. We've got to get this score. You have got to catch this ball. I don't care how many people are in your way. That's your ball. You go get it. That's how it works. I will say, side note, Michael Penix Jr. is Rated number one. Penix! 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 I will say, I did see where uh, Game Day was making fun of his name, too. <laughs> did you see that video? I can't, I don't even, I don't know the guy's name that was, but he was talking about uh, Washington and he's like, Penix! And I'm like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> was it, uh, um, Former kicker from the Colts. Uh, no, it was not Pat McAfee for once. Okay. Oh, wow. It was not Pat McAfee for once, but um, uh, I cannot think of his name, but it doesn't matter. Uh, so, Matt, let's go. Uh, let's get our predictions real quick. Oh, man. Oh, got to get you nailed down here, buddy. Uh, oh, oh, I don't know. I just, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. You want me to go first? You want to give yours first? You go right ahead. I have no idea. I haven't even written mine down. Well, I haven't thought about it either. Um, All right. Okay. So I I just, I mean, I think, I think if you pick Western, you're, you're just, you're trying to be a homer. (laughs) Um, I think you just, in my opinion, it's just hard to pick against Liberty. If I'm trying to be fair and say, okay, this is what I really think is going to happen. I just think that Western has dug itself a hole. Uh, maybe if Matheson comes back or something and everybody's healthy and we play a great game, you win. But I just think that there's some kind of funk going on and maybe you got another game or two to get rid of it. Um, and Liberty is probably not the team that you're going to rebound against like that. So I say um, I think I think the Tops are going to maybe – Keep it close, but I think Liberty probably wins. Um, trying to think if it would be high scoring or not because their defense was awful last week. Um, it's really a crapshoot, by the way, guys. Like, um, I mean, it could be like 52 to 49 or it could be like 17 to 14. I really don't know. Um, so I'm going to say uh, 41-31 Liberty. Oh, wow. I wasn't ready for you to say it yet. Okay. 41 31. 
You I will ready for me to say it. No, <laughs> no just um, you with my answer. Yes, uh, my prediction. I will go ahead and spit it out. Is um, I'm going to say it is uh, 21 uh, 30 uh, 35-21 Liberty. Wow. Okay. I hate to I hate to bet on Liberty, but if my streak continues of horrible bets, then Western wins. So. Yeah, buddy. Hey, we're psychology on the universe. So I will say uh, one of our listeners just commented, uh, can we talk about Taylor Swift? Football is so much better when when she started playing. Yes, Taylor Swift makes football so much better. She will be at the game tomorrow night. So make sure you check that out. Uh, Or not tomorrow night, next Tuesday. So, yes, Taylor Swift will be there. All the news agencies, get your choppers out, circle the thing. Yeah, Taylor Swift is going to go at, to the Liberty Western game next week. I'm going to see her in uh, person. And whoever that, um, whoever she's dating, I don't know. I don't even remember his name off the top of my head. So. Travis Kelsey, bro. God, I hate him. Shut up. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yes. So Western is going to be playing next week. Uh, that is the 24th at 730 at, at the Houch. So definitely check that out. Uh, and then, of course, I will post the other sports uh, information up here is when they will be playing. Soccer is playing this Saturday, the 21st, in Liberty. Uh, I think that kickoff match, whatever, is at 5 p.m., and then they will be playing next week on the 28th at 6.30 against New Mexico State, so check them out. Uh, volleyball, they'll be doing their thing and winning, so definitely support them if they're out. And I think I'm hitting everything. Uh, but we'll be back next Wednesday to talk uh, what's going on with Liberty. And hopefully we'll be looking at the brighter side of Western athletics and or at least football schedule. Um, you know, maybe this is the week we get it turned around. I'm hoping Let's so. Oh, man. Yep. I'm hoping so. Believe. Being positive. Um, says the guy who just said Liberty was going to win by 10. I'm just saying. Look, man, I, I gave my speech earlier. I just said, you know what? To have credibility, I'm going to be honest and say it probably won't happen. But that doesn't mean I'm not fired up. That doesn't mean I'm not going to go up and try to, uh, you know, raise some, raise some Take hell. Off your and, shirt. Take off your shirt and scream at the, during the game. Yeah, my wife won't be there. So. <laughs> Dude, she used to get so mad at me uh, when I would, oh. you know, take my clothes off and dance right next to her. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for Matt to be like, we're going streaking through the quad to the gymnasium. <laughs> There's this one game against FAU. The the it was a basketball game, and it goes to overtime. And I'd been, you know, I'd been good, right? I hadn't taken my shirt off. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> Screw it. Because she had told me she was like, do not take your clothes yeah. off. And I was like, baby, it's overtime. I got to. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's it, FAU. We got to beat FAU. <laughs> yeah. If you don't, it's bad luck. What is wrong with you? Yeah. You got I mean, to. It's like like when you play sports, you wear the same socks or, you know, whatever. Whatever you will cling to for luck, you know, you will do it. It does not matter what it is. I mean, seriously, if you are able to shoot a free throw and not notice a 275-pound man <laughs> rolling up his shirt looking like a brawl and shaking his body at you, then you've got some incredible com- uh, concentration. I'm just saying. So, oh my you God. know what? Try to make that free throw while I'm jiggling the greatness. I will say 
I don't know if you've seen the uh, the videos of some of the distractions that people have done during college basketball games, but the the birthing a baby during a college basketball game was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Have you seen that one? No, I don't think I have. Yeah, you'll have to look it up. Uh, they like the student section like acted out like this guy was pregnant, and then they acted like the, this other student came out of the male student's body, and yeah, it's hilarious. Oh man, look it up on YouTube. It's hilarious. We may try and post a link to it or something later on. Uh, but definitely check back with us next week. We will be talking Western football, uh, basketball, because Hilltopper Hysteria will be coming up. And we'll be updating that stuff too. So, uh, And golf, soccer, all those other good news we'll be talking about next week. So definitely stick with us. And we appreciate you listening this far. If you have, like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, you know, Subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you want to. But we appreciate you guys sticking around this long. And as always, guys, go Tops. Go Tops. Beat Liberty Bibbity. Beat the Liberty Bibbity Flame. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, boys. Yeah, man. See ya. See ya.